never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there What's up, guys? Welcome to Preacher Man, the podcast about the television show Preacher on AMC. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Tyler. Hey, I am also your host, Pete Lupe. We are not co-hosts. We are both equally statist uh, hosts. (laughs) No one will tell us different. Um, Guys, we are here to talk about Preacher Episode 2, Mumbai Sky Tower. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. which Pete is excited about. Our third host, Alex, um, is uh, not here because I used my voice of God to tell him to just shut up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is an amazing episode, and it's a little sad Zelvin isn't here because a couple episodes back, he asked a question that was then answered in this episode. Oh, what was uh, it? He wondered what comics the angel had in his big briefcase. And this is answered because uh, Cassidy and the angel are uh, Fiore are reading them in this episode. So yeah, it was some old uh, Archie comics, right? Right. Exactly. I love it. Is, Great choice. Yeah. Especially because the TV show Riverdale is so popular. It's a nice little shout out. Now, Pete, you hate Archie comics. Did it bother you that your hero mentor and father figure Cassidy was <laughs> reading in the comic, a comic that you hate? Well, you know, uh, you know, Pops is a great inspiration to me, but I feel like, you know. The Chocolate had, Shop is an inspiration to you? No, I meant, you know, oh, Cassidy's my, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't mean to lose you on that bit. I was you didn't lose that. me. I thought you were talking Archie. Pops is a major. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, for the record, I will never be uh, making Archie references on a show that we aren't talking about Archie. So anyways, yeah, you know, he has his own taste. But also, it wasn't his choice. It was somebody else's comic book collection, and he was just giving his two cents. So it's not like he picked those comics out. So that's not really on him. Uh, Yeah, though I do think Cassie's more of a Veronica type. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm. I would hope that Cassie would be. uh, You know, he would be into Punisher comics. I feel like if he had to choose. Maybe that's who we would really be into. But when you live your life as sort of a Punisher, do you really want to read more Punisher stuff? Yes. It's exactly. like, Pete, would you want to read Pete LePage, the amazing Pete LePage comic book? <laughs> You're living it. You don't need to read about it. Yeah, but it's fun to also read about it, too. Uh, well, let's give a little backstory on uh, where we are um, in the mm-hmm. show. Uh, the preacher, he's got the... Uh, the power to make people do whatever he says, Genesis, within him. He mm-hmm. is um, on a road trip with his best pals, Cassidy, an Irish vampire, and Tulip, his on-again, off-again criminal partner and girlfriend. I don't know why you say on-again, off-again. I mean, they had a little time, but now they're together, and that's it, okay? So stop saying off-again. Well, we're this episode, now on-again. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but this episode fell on-again, but also fell off-again. Oh, you watch your mouth. Everybody gets cold feet. It's natural. Uh, all right. Uh, let's just move on from Pete's. They're not your parents, Pete. Uh, okay. They can live their life however they want. All right, fine. Uh, so we have at the end of last episode, um, oh, we should say uh, 
Jesse is being chased by the Saint of Killers, a cowboy from hell who is dead set on killing him because an angel told him to. Right. Uh, I mean, it says a lot about the other two that they're all in this together. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Justin, if the Saint of Killers was coming after me, would you just run away or would you stay by me and help me out through this crazy adventure? We would have a fun adventure. Uh, yeah, I think, and I bet I could talk to that saint and get him to chill for a minute. You know I what I'm talking about? I would not want you to do that because I'm pretty sure I've almost ripped out your tongue a couple times. I'm sure that's the first thing he would do. Uh, but like, you know, you have a beer, you get to talking, you're like, oh, um, Civil Saint War. Not really a beer, dude. Okay, whiskey uh, or <laughs> Cosmo, like whatever. I feel like he might like a, a Negroni or something. Like, a, let's oh. cocktail it up. Um, I'll make some guacamole. I make a great guacamole. Wow. Uh, well, because I mean, guacamole wasn't super bad. popular in the Civil War, I don't think. Um, so he might be like, "Oh my God, what are these avocados?" Be like, "Yeah," but I put a bunch <laughs> of garlic in there. I made. It. He'd be like, "Oh, this is great." Uh, <laughs> I don't think we get that far before you got shot, dude. I, but I'm saying, give me a chance. I'm a, I'm a great host. I'm a great entertainer. Like I think I could really talk him up. Be like, oh, Gettysburg. You're the butcher of Gettysburg. I drove through Gettysburg once. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And yeah, you would get shot right there. You think right then? Yep. Good yep. to know. Yeah, uh, I do. We had the, you know, you were saying you were hanging on a cliff and, you know, they they left you hanging, but then they brought you right back to where you were. There was no kind of fast forward in time. Sometimes with shows, they leave you on the cliffhanger and then they keep you there for a little while for dramatic effect. This picks right up where the last episode left off and it just gets more insane. Yeah, so uh, the where we left at the end of last episode uh, was that the Saint of Killers was shooting, about to kill Jesse. Yeah. Jesse's trying to use his voice on him. It does Stop. not work. Trying that and start running, Jesse. What the fuck are you doing? What the, the voice usually works. You got to trust yeah, in the but voice. If it doesn't work after a couple, guess what? It's not going to work the fifth time. It's not going to all of a sudden start working. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Though sometimes that works with like boat motors. <laughs> sure, I'm just sure. Saying. I would say this is a completely different situation, but I understand your point. Thank you, Pete. Um, fortunately, uh, Jesse and his and the crew are staying at a, a shitty motel that's also yeah. hosting a gun aficionados conference. Of course. Th- those fuckers step up big time. Oh, man. It was so awesome to kind of see the – and it was so great because I was like, oh, my God, look at all these people with guns. Just a user power. This is the perfect. And of course he does. But then what drove me nuts is they stood there and watched. Like, get the fuck out of there. Stop standing around. Oh, so insane. But, but don't, don't you see, Pete, that the same way that Jesse trusted that his voice would save the day, those people trusted their guns, yep. uh, their own Not personal uh, voice of God in their hands, would just shoot up that cowboy and they'd be fine. Uh, especially that woman with the rocket oh, I launcher. Love, yeah, the one with the like predator rocket launcher. She just casually unloads that. Yep. Uh, they trusted in the power of their guns, and they were wrong. And they, they paid a huge price. price. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't just go shooting at a giant cowboy. So let me ask you this, Pete. Was this just a fun scene and a fun action show or a commentary on American gun culture and the uh, the confidence and price you pay sometimes for, for being dedicated to that? 
Well, I think it's a little of both. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say pretty firmly that it was just a fun show with a fun, <laughs> fun gunfight. Uh, I mean, it was that, but also, I mean, you know, it is gun conventions are real and all of this is kind of a thing that's going on in our country. So it's, you know, sometimes the they end. kind of, they, you know, if you have a platform, why not kind of put it out there? That's but, true. Now, would you uh, call it just as an important question? Just this question, just as important. Was that a fun gunfight or a gun fun fight? <laughs> I don't think there's a difference there. Fair. Uh, so we, uh, so then they, you know, the cowboy keeps coming, the saying of killers. And you know, the whole time you were like, Hey, there is a really loud gunfight going on. What the fuck is Tulip doing? And I, part of me was like, what is she sleeping? Like, is she, a, she just passed out or whatever. But it turns out someone finally saw the news story. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the gang learns that Anvil is fucked, uh, yeah. by the, uh, fart gas explosion underneath the town from last season. Classic way to blow up a town. Now, I was at first a little confused. Like, why did she give a shit so much? And then I remembered, oh, that's right. She does have family in that town. Yeah, and I mean, I all of them, about that. She, she grew up there for some part of her life. Yeah. And that was like their home. So it is a bummer when that happens. But they're also being, they're in the yeah. middle of a gunfight. Yeah, so it was kind of like, yeah, 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 it's horrible. Come on, you know? Yeah. A lot of screaming at the TV at this episode again. Uh, but, man, uh, they barely made it. Out. Well, before we talk about how they made it out of there, I want to talk about the fucking guy with one arm. Yeah, that dude uh, wanted a ginger ale. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, like last meal, last wish, all you want is a ginger ale before you uh, bleed out. I've actually read a bunch of health blogs that ginger ale helps uh, fix large arm-based wounds. Oh, wow. Well, so, you know, I it think makes that, sense then. Yeah, if you it check out um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop blog, I believe they have a lot of great articles about it. Well, that. the problem is, though, Justin, that a lot of ginger ales don't actually have real ginger in there. So totally. you've got to be careful. If, if you are looking for that ginger... You know, you got to be careful which one you're buying. You know? Exactly. I'm you sure can, she talks about that in her blog. You could have ginger beer has a lot more ginger in it. Yeah. And gin is also a great thing to drink. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think there's ginger in gin. Nope, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, so our group narrowly escapes. And yes. where do they go? Uh, they follow Cassidy's crazy late night commercial viewing. Well, that's how you got to roll when you're on a road trip, man. There's no rules. There's no rules. They didn't crazy crack. ideas are the best ideas on the road. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they didn't really crack the mystery of the uh, God loving jazz. So they'll get there. They'll, they'll get, get there. there. So instead, they they go track track down Fiore, which makes sense. I mean, he is an angel. You'd right. think he would be have a tip on God, right? Uh, where God is is or where he's headed. Um, now Fiore has gone to uh, a local casino well fiore kind of was you know he's kind of a lost soul at this point he lost his life partner doesn't know what to do he's he's trying different things trying to experience life yes yeah, so we get a, we get a great flashback here well there's a great yeah. moment where um <laughs> they call him de blanc and he is like yeah i'm fiore the other guy was de blanc i thought that was so yeah. funny because that's yeah. such everyone mixes those two guys up yeah, including me, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And I've read the comic, and I can't remember yeah. which one was which. I thought so. that was a fun meta joke. 
Yeah. Uh, but we get the flashback to uh, what Fiore, Fiore does after DeBlanc's death. Um, mm. He sits at that bus stop for a long time. Yeah. Uh, missing out on a bunch of fun bus opportunities. And then he <laughs> finally gets on the bus to the uh, Mumbai Sky Tower, the Indian style casino, I guess. Yep. And uh, he tries to kill himself, but in the process, becomes a uh, he's regenerated uh, right on stage and becomes like a fun magic act. Yeah, I mean, that's the classic thing of like, you know, sometimes life shows you what you're supposed to be doing, you know, yeah, and exactly. he just tried when, to kill himself a bunch and then became a, an amazing magician. When life gives you lemons, kill yourself until you're lemonade. <laughs> I think that's how the saying yeah, goes. No, I'm pretty sure that's how the saying goes. And that's what Fiore does. He becomes a legit uh, famous casino, famous uh, magic act. He's like the Britney Spears of this casino. Right. Right. He's a huge attraction. And who wouldn't want to see somebody die horribly for fun, you know? I mean, I got to say, and this was very much, you ever see the movie The Prestige? No. Oh, it's uh, very similar. No. Um, when it comes to magic and having a lot of bodies you have to dispose of. Because after every time he kills himself, right. there's a body they have to truck out. Like, I love the, the one in the montage of his disappearing acts you get they cut him in half and it's just his guts yeah out on stage and it was quite the kind of gallagher experience where people wanted to be sprayed with blood and wanted to have the most gruesome of uh times yeah i mean we were talking about like uh deeper messaging in in preacher and i feel like this is sort of uh there's a little bit of that here where it's like the spectacle of violence and all that these people are like laughing and applauding every time fury is is killing himself Right. I thought that was a nice metaphor for, like, modern violent culture. Yeah, I mean, because there is fun in violence when you don't think it's real. When you think it's fake violence, that's fun because no one's actually getting hurt. But it turns out, yes, he is actually dying each time but coming back to life because he's an angel. Now, does does it hurt him when he does this? Uh, I mean, it seems to depress him, but I don't know if it hurts him. Interesting. Yes, he he seems like he's in short of shock. He's really yeah. from the death. He's just grasping for straws on this uh, magic act. Um, and, and that's when our boy uh, Cassidy is like, "Ooh, I see an opportunity here because I have a certain skill set." Right. So he uh, they all catch up backstage and they're talking to Fiore, where he reveals that that it's the saint of killers. Are, is coming to kill them. And he, he also reveals something interesting that um, the, vo- the Saint of Killers tracks Jesse by the voice, voice by yeah. using his power. So I thought that was cool. That keeps – it's a great way to keep Jesse's power in check. Yeah. Uh, every yeah. time he uses it, there's a price to be paid because the Saint of Killers gets closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And that explains how he can track them so easily. Yeah, exactly. Um, you ever see the movie It Follows, Pete? No, no, you oh, brought that up that. last episode. Oh. I did. Great horror movie. Um, well, it's very similar. It's about a uh, sort of a – the metaphor there is a, it's like a STD as a horror movie. It's um, a monster, oh. like, much like the cowboy that's always coming at you no matter where you go. Okay, great. Anyways, uh, so hey, Pete, yeah. check it out. No, I'm not going to. It's got the hey. JT sizzle seal of approval. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm definitely not going to watch that now. Okay. All right, so – Cassidy, I like this idea that like 
he has a certain skill set, you know, which you, you hear when it comes to like somebody who is like really good at hand to hand combat or actually has a really good skill. Yeah, and like it turns taken. out he yeah, yeah. got a certain so, set of skills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but his skill is to do a lot of drugs and become friends with somebody and get them to reveal the stuff that he needs. And I think it's one of those like hysterical montages that I love Cassidy for. And man, starts off so funny with the oop too much heroin. <laughs> he kills him right off the bat. That was great. Oh, it was such a fun montage. Very like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. See these two guys like playing around the hotel room, kicking a beach ball, doing a crazy oh, amount of drugs, reading comics. Yeah. Just having the time of their life. And it's nice because it's like, you know, this poor lonely angel really needed this. You know, it was great to see him having fun again, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he does, Cassidy does convince Fiore he's going to uh, say, he's going to tell them. Uh, Fiore's going to tell the Sand of Killers to not kill Jesse. Since they yeah. put the contract out on him, it's he can revoke it. So yeah, and I cool. loved how casual Cassidy, like, a, uh, accomplished this. He was like, give me two hours and 45 minutes. Like, very specific. And then, like, teams up with Jesse again, and he's just kind of casually like, yeah, took care of it. Nope, not a problem. Yeah, that's what that's what good buddies are for. Pete, if you tasked me with anything, I'd do it. Really? So think anything? about it. Think about what you want. I'll tell you how long it's going to take, and I'll do it. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, so while you're thinking about that, uh, we get a little bit of uh, movement on the Jesse-Tulip relationship. Yep. Uh, those two are getting married. Woohoo! Yeah, it's kind of a just a moment where they have some downtime, and after a while of sex, like you know, Jesse's like, you know what? Let's let's do this. We're in a casino. It's you know, you can get married here. Yeah, let's make it happen. Make Great it opportunity. Official. First yeah. comes sex, then comes marriage, then comes yeah. the baby in the baby carriage. Wow. Uh, so we have um, – they get, they get their like – they sign up to be married and they get their like little restaurant-style vibrator yep. thing. Which comes in handy. Yeah. So Tulip goes back to her room and she happens to bump into a dude named Gary, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this dude works for um, someone that she has tangled with in the past – yeah. And uh, it's not good. You can tell she seems like an ex of hers or something. Yeah, that she Victor. barely got away from, and now all of a sudden, when he sees her, shit, it is going to ruin the whole wedding. But you know, there's nothing funnier than beating somebody with a uh, the restaurant buzzer. I mean, that is just comedy gold. Yeah, super fun. A great fight. Like. Uh, the way that he holds her by the neck, I was like, oh, it was shit. scary to watch. Like, it was a yep. great fight. Right when she finishes, the buzzer goes off. And like any blushing bride, she's ready to go after she murders. Yeah. I mean, I'm married and my wife definitely killed somebody before. I, I got yeah, right. That's how it works. You have to kill your ex before you can marry, yeah. you know, your love. I think that's how it works. Something, but- something old, something new, something recently murdered and something <laughs> blue. Yeah. And I also like the whole thing of like, I got to change my shirt. And then she does and then ruins that shirt because it's covered in blood and she has to change back into the original shirt. And it was just this, I thought you were going to change your shirt. And she kind of did change her shirt, but 
yeah, it was a funny kind of a little, and yeah, that's why I love like with the show. There's all these little funny things in the middle of this madness. Yeah, it's a really well written show. But isn't yeah. that what marriage is all about? Is changing your shirt? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm not married. You tell me. It is. I'm always changing my shirt. Yeah, I uh, keep changing it because you need to buy shirts that are more appropriately sized for you. Um, not yet. <laughs> I still have so much growing up to do. Well, okay. uh, so then they come back, decide not to get married. How'd you feel about this, Pete? Do you think Jesse's bummed? Yeah, I think he's super fucking bummed. Why does um, Tulip not want to get married? Uh, uh, let me lay out some options. She's sure. got to deal with this dude, Victor. Uh, right. She's uh, just not if sure if her relationship with Jesse's there. She has feelings for Cassidy. Or she um, is secretly married to Alexander Zalbin. Oh, wow. Well, definitely not Zalbin. Yeah, I think it's the fact that she's got to clean up some messes before they can officially get married. So, um, But we will see. We will see. That's the fun thing of like, I'm kind of like, are they going to keep it similar to the comic book or are they going to make different decisions? I don't know. Interesting. And I don't know what those are. So I'm just, you know, yeah. for the ride. Yeah. Uh, we, Jesse decides they're going to follow the jazz. If God's chasing jazz, they're chasing jazz. So they, uh, decide to head down to Nolens, New Orleans, which is not good for Tulip. Yeah. It seems like, is that where Victor is? Yeah. Yeah. What a funny coincidence. Yeah. Nolens, Nolens. Life sometimes works out like that. Yeah. She moves in mysterious ways. Um, on their way out the door, uh, we Fiore says, all right, no problem. I'll call off this uh, saint yeah. killers. And then they hit the road, and Jesse leaves him with the words, find peace. Mm-hmm. Find peace. Um, the saint killer shows up, ch- chasing Jesse using his voice at the hotel, Yep. And Fiore does not release the contract. Does not. Now, did you think he was going to go through? Uh, I mean, I know, but I'm surprised. I don't really know why. Like, why do you think he didn't release the contract? Because he still feels, like you said, it. he says he still feels that Jesse isn't, he's bothered by the way Jesse uses the power. And I was pissed that if you're trying to convince somebody to do something, Tell them what they want to hear. If he's like, yeah, this isn't too much power for you to have, agree with that. And, of course, Jesse was, like, being confident, like, no, I'm cool with it. It's supposed to be with me. This is all part of God's plan. It's like, fuck you, dude. This guy's an angel. Don't be a dick to him. Respect what he's saying. So I was like, yeah, he's definitely not going to back out of this contract. Uh, And then – you know, Fiore got one last uh, bullet. Well, well, before one second there, uh, I feel like, I mean, Jesse does think the power chose him for a reason. I mean, it makes it sense. Does. Everyone else who had the power exploded instantly, and this power has uh, chose him, left him, and then chose him a second time. So, like, I understand his confidence that it's supposed to be with him. Right, but you can be confident about something and not be a dick to somebody. You know. Well, Fiore is a dick, also. Well, he's lost the love of his life, so cut him some fucking slack. Well, you know? but that's what I'm saying is I think no matter what Jesse said there, um, he was going to – Fiore was going to uh, not 
release the contract because I think he is depressed. He blames Jesse for DeBlanc's death, and so he's yeah. going to uh, – uh, he wants him dead. Yeah, well, he shouldn't blame him. He should be blaming the saint of killers who fucking shot his friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we have one last moment where uh, Fiore finds peace through um, one last act where he is yeah. unceremoniously murdered by yeah. the cowboy himself. Yeah, there was there was all these elaborate, funny deaths, and then this one uh, wasn't that elaborate or funny, and everybody booed. Yeah. It was kind of a funny kind of reaction. To you got to give them what they want. I'm yeah. I'm definitely gonna go out in like a super fun way. Yeah, what's your what's your plan of going out? Uh probably uh roller skates, rocket tied to my back, nice fireworks. Yeah, the coyote, old, uh, coyote, coyote roadrunner scenario. Nice, nice. But I've been chasing my roadrunner all my life and that's uh <laughs> that's you Pete. Yeah. Someday yeah. I'll catch you. <laughs> well, I look forward to watching that uh rocket explode and you with it. Uh sweet man. <laughs> Sweet. But yeah, I I just felt that like, uh, yeah, he could have. I understand what you're saying. Like, there was no way you were going to change his mind, but he could have tried a little bit harder to try to make it easier for him to say yes to this plan. And you know, um, yeah, especially because I was hoping that maybe him and Cassidy uh, could be friends because it was fun seeing them together, having so yeah. much fun. Um, maybe we'll see them again you never know i mean where are when they die did they go to heaven to hell do they just vanish like who knows where they are yeah exactly true exactly true uh what do you think uh well a couple things just in conclusion like jesse's so cocky like he doesn't care yeah just like focused on going forward in this mission of finding god Uh, yeah it's a little upset how focused he is and really, the only thing they have is like, oh, God likes jazz. I'll go to New Orleans. That's not a great clue. Well, it's a pretty good clue. I mean, if you love jazz, where are you going to go, dude? Um, I don't know. I, I could go to a record store. I could go home and download some jazz. Right. Uh, but you want to see live jazz, dude. You're God. You can go anywhere. So why not go and see jazz live? Yeah, there's... I'm just saying there's there's a lot of live jazz out in, in any city in the, in the country. That's true. There's a lot of great jazz in any city. That's a great point. But New Orleans is an amazing place to see music. Yeah. Well, there's, a, well, there's Zydeco down there, too, if he wants to have some of that Zatarans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. down there. Uh, crawfish. A lot of stuff. Po' boys. Yeah. He yep. just wants a good couple meals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, move on to our section called Revelations. Ooh, why don't you go first this time? Oh, interesting. So Revelations, yep. we talk about uh, our favorite part of the episode or something that really made us think or um, what we have to look forward to going going forward down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite stuff was the, was, the, was the Fiore flashback. Like I really loved seeing his journey from the loss of DeBlanc to becoming a magician. That's such a fun, unique, original turn. I loved it. Uh, great little departure from the main story. Really cool. I uh, love the drug sequence. Uh, I just thought it was hysterical and such a like insane time to like, all right, we have this murderous guy after us, but we're going to take a time out and do a bunch of drugs and have a crazy time. 
Um, yeah, I just thought it was insane and over the top and hysterical. And uh, yeah, uh, I thought I loved it. Um, I agree. Pete, what do you think is going to happen? Give us a prediction down in new Orleans. Ooh, well, yeah. I mean, Jesse's going to have to really confront tulips background and they grew up together, but there's some spaces in between that they don't know about. So, I mean, if you're going to marry somebody, you got to know all of their past. you got to be okay with it and confront it. And I think that's what's going to happen. And it's going to get insane, I'm sure. But do you think that proposal is still on the table? I It better be. He I fucking mean, When you call, when you call off an engagement, it's sort of off. It's not like you, you still – I think he has to re-propose. Um, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then like decide if they want a big wedding, a small wedding, if they want to do uh, past past apps or like a full sit down meal. Uh, how long to open bar? Wedding like that? I don't think. No. So. Well, would they, are they going to write the names on uh, with the table uh, the table names on like chalkboard or like in a fun book or um, like on a window pane and an old yeah. antique window? Wow, you've really thought about this a lot. Oh huh? uh, yeah. Well, I'm I opened up a Pinterest page for Jesse, and I'm hoping that. <laughs> He gets into it because I have a lot of great ideas. I don't think he'll get into it, but that's super nice of you. Um, I'd like to see Cassidy reveal that he actually plays a musical instrument. <laughs> I want to see Cassidy sit in with a band. I kind of feel like he's kind of like the Bill Clinton saxophone playing guy. Right, yeah. Like he doesn't always play the sax, but if there one's around, he's just going to crush it. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, let's see. I mean – Obviously, that doesn't happen in the comic books, or you would have said so, Pete. But I still can hope. Uh, okay. I still can hope. All right, that's the show, guys. Uh, we do a bunch of other shows, including our comic book talk show on Nerdist Comic Book Club. Please check that out. We also do that. Um, we record that live in New York City every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Um, at the Pit Loft on 29th Street. Please come check us out. Yeah. If Shout wanna, out to all the people who actually come to our live show. It's great having you, so thank you. It's a fun time. We answer questions. We talk preacher. We talk everything else in the in the pop culture geek world. And I'm excited for Justin to see Spider-Man so we can talk about it on Tuesday. Uh, cannot wait. Um, if you want to support the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash comic book club. Throw us a couple bucks. It helps us keep these podcasts rolling. Uh, Pete, hit us up. Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the upcoming guests we have on our show. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sizzle. You can follow Pete on Twitter at Real, Real Pete, Pete LePage. Real Pete LePage. Because there's a fake Pete LePage out there, and I'll murder him one day. And that's a confession to a crime. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>